0: We're Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
1: WGNS, Riverside.
0: This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450
1: and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one size fits all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls.
0: What is up? We're going to, to show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all that means, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in with a question, a comment, and even a disagre- disagreement, you can click on email the show at financialcoaching. Radio.com. First up on today's agenda, when is it time to fire your financial advisor? Have you fired a financial advisor before? And it's not like a Donald Trump thing. You know, look at the apprentice, you're fired. It's just that you move your accounts and say, look, it's not working. It's, not, it's a little awkward, but it's not as awkward as maybe firing someone in an employment situation. But what is the reasons that you have decided to part ways with your financial guy or your financial girl? How about some reasons why you should? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Financial Coaching Radio. You've worked hard to save your money. You're working hard to continue to save your money. You want some sound financial advice based on what your best interests are. And believe it or not, not all advisors serve your best interest. Actually, a great majority don't care anything about your best best interest. So number one reason, I don't know if it's number one, but a reason that you will not or you would fire your financial advisor would be they will not put in writing that they are a fiduciary. What is a fiduciary? It is someone who has to act in your best interest. Whether it's a requirement of a professional designation like the CFP or it's a requirement of the state or the SEC, Or how about just a moral requirement? They are saying, I am a fiduciary advisor. I want no conflicts of interest with my clients, and I am willing to put that in writing. Most advisors won't. Most advisors will not sign the fiduciary oath because they don't want to be held liable for if they mess you over. And most advisors are tied up with some type of investment firm or insurance firm or a broker-dealer where they have to recommend certain products to you. And that's their limitations. And as you can just use your common sense to figure out, you know, if an advisor's recommendations are limited, even if they want to do what's right for you, if they're limited, they have limitations, they cannot always serve your best interest. And they will not put that in writing because they don't want to be held accountable. That's a huge, huge deal. As I tell you every day on Financial Coaching Radio, only hire independent, fee-only certified financial advisors, advisors who have zero conflicts of interest with you. Another reason you might want to consider chucking your advisors, they they can't clearly explain their compensation. Well, it's pretty clear. I can tell you straight up how advisors are paid. They're paid. If they recommend a financial product, you actually take action and invest in that financial product or insurance product, they could get a commission. And if that's the bulk of their business model, they're a commission-based advisor. That's one way. On the total opposite extreme from that is the fee-only advisor. You go sit down and talk with a fee-only advisor. You say, I need help with budgeting, retirement planning, investing, estate planning, whatever. And the advisor says, well, my fee is Five hundred bucks, or my fee is one thousand bucks, or my fee is a hundred dollars an hour. There is no other forms of compensation that should be coming down the way to that advisor because the only fee they can accept is the fee you guys have negotiated for their services. Hence the name fee only. Then there's advisors whose compensation structure land in the middle. They can charge fees for managing investments. And then they can sell you financial products where they get a commission. That type of compensation structure is fee-based. Fee-based. And you really don't know which hat they're wearing at the moment. You now, If they're recommending an investment like an annuity and it's inside your retirement account, you may think, hey, he's my... You know, my my fee guy, he's a fee-based guy here. He's charging me a fee, not knowing that he will get a a commission if you invest in that annuity. Therefore, there is a conflict of interest. If they can't clearly explain to you every nuance of their compensation, fire them. Fire them. And some advisors, because they have conflicts of interest with their clients, if they sell enough of this insurance product, Or if they sell enough of this annuity product or that investment or that mutual fund, they may get a bonus. They're they're being pushed to push a certain financial product more. And whether that product's in your best interest, who knows? Other advisors, in addition to getting bonuses and commissions and charging fees, they also could win like vacations and trips and awards that have monetary value. If they can't explain to you every area of their compensation, fire them. Another reason to fire your financial planner your financial advisor is because they have a one-size-fits-all style. What's the intro to the show set? A one-size-fits-all financial planning on this show where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. Certainly on the Financial Coaching Radio website. What that means is, now there's another radio show While this radio show host has been extremely, extremely successful in the radio world, been extremely, extremely successful in selling books, his advice is subpar. The reason his advice is subpar for many people who listen is because it's one size fits all. It takes very little uh, discretion into, well, you're married, with your second marriage with children and your financial situation is a little bit different than someone who's 25 or you're 75, retired, and you have this fixed income, or you have this large pool of investments, he's telling you to invest in the exact same things he'd tell a 25-year-old. Everyone needs the same amount of life insurance if they're working. Everyone needs the same type of life insurance. And I'm here to tell you, while there are some, some things that, Advisors should be recommending on a more regular basis. It doesn't mean that it doesn't get altered enough where it's not cookie cutter. Financial planning is not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. How would you determine that? That's a tough one. I think it's just sitting down with the right type of advisor. I tell you, you get a second opinion from an independent fee-only CFP. And if you come in to see me and I say, I don't know if I would call it cookie cutter. I would just say, this is the advice that was lined out laid out for you from your your fee-based guy, your commission-based guy, I would just tell you, hey, that's not in your best interest. Whether it's cookie-cutter or not, I don't know. That's up for another day to determine. It's not really mattering. But what leads to these things, if your advisor is not fee-only, if your advisor will not sign the fiduciary oath, and if your advisor cannot tell you and clearly explain how they're compensated, your risk, your probability of getting screwed goes way, way up. Don't believe me. It's on you. I see it every single week. What if your advisor's out of touch? Is that a reason to fire them? How do you know that one? Out of touch with what? I think some people think financial people are like just sitting around reading the Wall Street Journal, watching CNBC all day, looking for predictors so they can tell where the market is going, so they can clue their clients in to get in and get out of the market before anything bad happens or get in the market before something good happens. No one knows that, Bubba. They don't. People may claim to know it. People may have actually got a lucky guess right a couple times a year or two ago or 10 years ago or whatever, and they're still riding on that fame. But no one knows what's going to happen next. And if anyone knew what was going to happen next, they wouldn't be telling you or me. And that doesn't make them dishonest because someone had a secret. Someone had a crystal ball, if there was such thing. They could see the future. They had a time machine. They were Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. They had a DeLorean with the flux capacitor. And they went into the future and they knew the exact day the market was going to have a big crash and the exact day it was going to hit bottom to know when to invest again or what stock that was going to have a crash in the same scenario. Why would you share that? You wouldn't share that. You're only sharing it because you want people to think that you're right. No one knows. So whether your advisors out of touch, that's a tough one. Just make sure they're actually staying on top of the current cutting edge way for comprehensive financial planning. That's all I can say about that matter. So do you need to fire your financial advisor? Depends on your type of advisor you're working with. If They're not fee-only, they're not independent, and they're not a CFP. I say fire them yesterday. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. Back with you right after this. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not! So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor. But a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com.
1: Are you worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney, John Baker, can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. That's 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com.
0: Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. So this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Walls, certified financial planner. In the house now is Mike Connolly of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They are my independent home and auto insurance agency right here in Rutherford County. M-I-D-T-N-I-N-S group.com is their website. Shopping around with an independent agent for all types of insurance is the best way to go. That is the Financial Coaching Radio way to go. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. Interesting topics I want to cover with you today insuring a historic home but first secretly secret factors that drive up your car insurance one of the secret factors a couple of them that had me a little i guess perplexed and i was a little bit unaware if you have a mileage change on your auto insurance if you have a relationship status change it could drive up the cost of your auto insurance it sure can how does one know that that happens
1: is it just when you're reapplying or when you're applying or what Typically, to be on uh, if you're shopping and you go to switch carriers and and someone asks you kind of the pre-underwriting type questions of are you married or not, things like that. So if those things change um, in between when you've last shopped or you're going through a divorce or something like that, and you're like, man, why is my my insurance so expensive? Uh, Simply being single is more expensive than being married. So
0: they think that the single guy is going to be out there gallivanting around, burning up the roads. Essentially, essentially. <laughs> what about the mileage change? So I'm assuming that they—I've got to ask the question before. How far is your commute to work? Yeah, typically. So if I say my commute is three miles to the office, and then I get a job in Nashville, and now it's thirty or forty miles. Is that how? How is that going to impact my auto insurance rates?
1: Um, typically, they have tiers. Like what they'll do is uh, the if you go less than five miles to work, let's say, um, you may get the same rate as a pleasure use vehicle. You go over 5 miles, but less than 20, it might be a different little bit of a rating tier. You go over 20, it could be a different rating tier completely. Um, they're just factoring in that you're going to be on the road more hours of the day or hours of the year, however you want to see it, um, and more likely to have an accident. More likely to have an accident. Not at fault accidents drives
0: up your auto insurance premium secretly. Yes, it does. And this would be because... I that's that's one thing that's got to irritate people more than anything else. More I just had an anything. accident. It's not even my fault. Why am I getting a rate increase?
1: More than you know. That's the biggest bane in our side is they do... What we see a lot of times from an insurance carrier is, say they charge $100 for an at-fault accident. And I'm being just kind of facetious with the numbers. If you change that accident to a not at fault, instead of it going back down to zero surcharge, it's about 50 bucks. So you get dinged 50% of an at-fault re- accident for a not at-fault accident. Oftentimes, yes. Now, if it's the only thing on your your record, then oftentimes it doesn't affect it hardly at all. Um, but I'm a good example. I've had two not at-faults, completely not at-fault accidents in the last three years, and I am scared to see what my insurance rate is going to be this next renewal. And what makes an not at-fault accident go on your record? Is that when the police show up? Um, if the police show up, it's going to be on the motor vehicle record as a as a property damage accident, um, and also depending on how you have to file the claim, if you end up having to file the claim on your own insurance, um, it's going to show up on the clue the the clue history the the comprehensive loss underwriting exchange history. What if it's only on the other person's insurance because it was their fault? It would never come up on your clue report, but it would still come up on your motor vehicle record That's if the, the police got there. If the police came, so it's one of the one things where. We try to encourage in not at fault situations for folks to file that claim with the other party's insurance because it was their fault. It at least keeps it off your clue report and can help with that that cost. One of the things if we're just
0: tuning in, we're talking insurance playing with Mike Connolly of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. Calling roadside assistance. Can this drive up your auto insurance rate secretly? This is one that's it can
1: if you use it excessively. Um, I have actually ran into situations where someone have 10 or 12 tow claims on their clue underwriting, you know, their their loss
0: history. And is this because that under your auto insurance that roadside assistance and calling for a tow is included?
1: Yes. What it is, is it's still filing a claim of sorts. It's just filed as a towing claim or a roadside assistance claim. And it normally by itself, two or three or four of them aren't going to bother you. But if you get excessive with it, not only can it affect your rate, it can affect your eligibility. I had this girl that I worked with years ago in Nashville. And I've
0: never seen her do it. She just shared this story that she used to do it. She'd hang out in Nashville. She was a young, early 20-something. Hang out in Nashville. She had too much to drink. She'd just call roadside assistance to tow her and her car home. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. a great idea. Great idea. This is before the days of Uber. But at least your car is with you and you're not driving it and. You know, not at risk except for maybe getting, you know, abducted by the tow truck driver.
1: Sure. I always recommend (laughs) if if roadside assistance is very important to you, I always recommend a motor club kind of like AAA or something. Then it
0: won't go on your record, right? It has
1: nothing to do with your insurance. You often get better coverage, and it's roughly going to be similar priced. And are they going to tell you home drunk
0: as many times as you want? No, I don't know about that. (laughs) You have to ask them about that. (laughs) Have you never heard of that? No. (laughs) Never. It's a genius idea. (laughs) You can have like a buddy-buddy system with some tow truck company. Hey, it's you again. Hey, once a month. (laughs) It's Friday the 22nd. You must have gotten paid. How does it work um, when you call roadside assistance? Do you go through your insurance company and they kind of send someone out or what? Depends
1: on the carrier. Um, There are both ways of doing it. You can call some carriers' roadside assistance program, and they will dispatch and do everything. Other ones recommend that you just go ahead and take care of it and then just turn the bill in for reimbursement.
0: Interesting. Another secret upcharge the insurance companies may hit you with on your auto insurance will be if your credit score changes. This is another one. You're re-shopping. You're re-quoting. You had a 750 score when you first bought auto insurance, and now you got a 450 score.
1: You are going to pay a lot more for insurance.
0: <laughs> How many times does that happen? Because you're reshopping shopping or re-quoting all the time. Happens quite a bit. Happens quite a bit. And usually I would bet that people, some people, that they're trying to be a little more diligent with their financial situation. Maybe they went through a bankruptcy or whatever, and they're trying to get their bills kind of under control. One of the things they might do would be shop their home and auto insurance. Yep. And this this is after this is post credit score
1: falling way down, may not be able to save anything. May not be able to save anything. Um, there are carriers out there that don't credit score, so you'd almost have to try to find one. Um, if you were to call us and that was the situation, I could probably recommend someone to you that could help. But how many times have people withheld that information of what, what there's, you know, and then it's too late? Oh, it, by then, yeah. Because it,
0: nobody wants to kind of let that out.
1: Yeah, the, the, it, we're kind of like a doctor in, in, of sorts, but we're a doctor for your insurance. You know, the more honest you are with us, the better we can help you. Um, we're not here to judge by any means. Trust me, none of us are perfect. This is Financial Coaching Radio talking insurance
0: planning with Mike Connolly of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, M-I-D-T-N-I-N-S
1: group.com. What is the deal this week? Deal of the week this week, uh, dealing with a little bit of commercial insurance. Um, Got a current client that uh, I've had insured for many years and has a commercial business here in town. Um, Came up for renewal and he'd been with the same carrier for a few years. So I said, hey, it's time to time to shop it around. Um, was able to shop it around and saved him uh, his renewal premium with his current carrier was three thousand one hundred sixty-eight dollars, and I was able to get it down to twenty-five seventy-eight. So 5600 five, five six hundred bucks. bucks, and for a small business owner, um, that's a fair amount. So commercial, this is—is is this commercial auto? Is this liability? What what is it? It's what we call a BOP, which is a business owner's policy. It's uh, covering his his structure, his business location. And the goings-on, the liability for the goings-on inside of there. And all business owners can shop with independent agents as well. Absolutely. It's one of the most
0: competitive markets out there. And what's the best way to shop Somewhat their home and auto, their life insurance, with Middle Tennessee Insurance Group? What's the best way to reach out to you guys? Man, the best way is always to call,
1: 615-898-0053. Um, take us maybe five, ten minutes of a little conversation, and we can get started. Uh, they carry, all, they do all types of insurance, life insurance,
0: uh, auto insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance. Reach them online at com. This is Financial Coaching Radio back with you right for this. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free, certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to The One Show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all that, me, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. On this show, there is no selling of books, seminar tickets, or financial products. I'll leave that to the other guys. Joining in still is Mike Connolly with Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, and let's talk about insuring an older home, maybe even a historic home, Marvis Burrell has quite a few homes, I guess, would be considered historic, but what does it take to truly have a historic home in the eyes of an
1: insurance company? Um, It's going to cost you a little bit more simply due to the age. Um, age plays a pretty large factor in insurance as far as insuring property goes. The biggest thing that I learned, um, and I do insure a few homes that are on the National Historic Registry... Um, and I called and talked to those folks. They do not want you to try and rebuild that home as it was. If, a, if you have a historic home and it burns to the ground, that historic home is gone. They don't want, the, the National Historic Registry will not allow a replica to be put back on the registry. So oftentimes what we recommend doing is to ensure it to be put back with modern materials. That way, if something happens, you can still put the home back. But it's not going to be built back with, you know, the hand Because it would cost beams. way too much to try to redo it. Way too much. So you could say, well, if it's, you know, it may be worth 500000 as a historic home.
0: But to rebuild it as is may cost a million. But if it may you just cost, do a yes. new modern home, it may
1: only be 400000 Right, exactly. And, and I ran into that problem because I wanted That's to interesting. know. Yeah, I wanted to know what the historical registry felt about that. So I reached out to them and I called them.
0: Now, is this coming down from the carrier? Hey, we won't pay for that. So your replacement value we're putting in your policy is only this, or this is something that you kind of discovered?
1: I kind of discovered it, and you can ensure when you're doing a replacement cost estimate to try to figure out what it's going to cost to rebuild something. You can use standard materials, which is modern stuff, and you can also use vintage materials within that cost estimate. So you could cost estimate using the vintage materials to rebuild it. Um you're probably going to get an exorbitant number you know if it's a five hundred thousand dollar house now, it'll probably cost you a million million and a half to rebuild it with vintage materials when like you said, it might take four or five hundred thousand to do it with modern materials. what um, if it's a partial loss on a historic home, what then? I would probably then use the vintage materials, you know what i mean if because you could the house is not a complete loss. This sounds a little bit more complicated than your typical homeowner's policy. Are there many carriers that will insure older or historic homes? Some of them say flat out no. If it's on a historical registry, they don't want anything to do with it, but most are willing to work with you. Usually, the, more often than not, you can get an insured. Um, it comes down to an agreement typically between the insured and the mortgage, or not the mortgage company, the insurance company on how much they're going to insure it for. What about things that they ask questions like, well, when's the last time your electrical
0: was updated? If sure. it's using newer electrical versus the older. So, what is their issue with it besides it being old?
1: Um, the structure you know, itself. They want to see if the plumbing's been updated. They want to see if the electrical's been updated. You know, if it's knob and fuse um, electrical system, then they're probably not going to accept it either way, no matter if it was. You know perfect they they want to see a circuit breaker system with copper wiring you know so on and so forth they want to see the modern updates to the things that could cause a fire or a water leak are there any other issues outside of that that would a historic home deals with um you know you do have some foundation problems sometimes because the foundations can be a little bit tricky on on what they are um you may have to have someone come out um but typically, that's about it. Electric and plumbing, and as long as the roof and the, the heating and air have been you know, maintained and updated as needed, then typically you can get it done. And you, typically, it's not an outrageous amount. If you're trying to insure an older home a historic home, reach out to an independent agent.
0: Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, 898-0053. Quick one question here. I kind of thought uh, of something along the lines but more on the investment property line. I had someone that was telling me a story about an investment property was bought at auction. They paid four hundred. It ended up after the it was appraised after the auction, they're on the hook for it, only being worth three forty. Could an insurance agent go into their system with limited information about a home and get a better appraisal than maybe a real estate investor because they have access to some information that they don't have? Would that be I possible? possible. It,
1: it, not really. Because I'm thinking,
0: because well, you guys got a pretty good idea of what it costs to rebuild a house if you just give them the address.
1: Yeah, we can come up with a, re, a rebuild number for you, but an appraisal amount is a different animal. Because a real estate appraisal is what something could sell for. And what we're doing is what it would cost to rebuild it. So but that
0: would get you closer than just trying to wing it on your own in yes, this auction
1: situation. Yes, absolutely. If you, know, it, you would definitely know what you would have to insure it for. So if you wanted to kind of limit your number to, I'm only going to spend X because I can only insure it to X. Then, that that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because mostly, I guess the insurance number of replacements is going to be higher than an appraisal. Typically. Depends. The older the home, yes. Um, the newer the home, like if it's a brand new construction home, the replacement cost typically comes in right at true what it is they just paid for it.
0: But the older it is, the more accurate you guys could be on at least not paying too much for an investment. Right. Property. You're
1: exactly right. That's an interesting
0: th- way to use an insurance agent.
1: Yeah, because it it. And it also depends too on the market you're in. If you're in a market that the real estate values are depressed, it most definitely probably gonna cost more to rebuild that house than to buy it. And we do run into that. Some people will buy a house for 175000 dollars and then we go to insure it and we have to insure it for two fifty. Because it typically it would cost two fifty to replace it. We talk insurance planning on Financial Coaching Radio
0: because it is the foundation of a comprehensive, holistic financial plan. Only work with independent agents. Only work with independent fee-only CFPs. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're back with you right after this.
1: Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever, so call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com. 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Donegal offers car and homeowner's insurance at rates that are very competitive. So
0: competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value.
1: Let us quote your auto and home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053.
0: every Monday through Friday 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. All you gotta do is lock it in on the only local station right here in Rutherford County. You can also check out Financial Coaching Radio online via podcast at financialcoachingradio.com. All you gotta do is click on archives. If you're looking to learn more about who is this crazy guy on the radio. He's saying some things that I don't know that I can't figure him out. Is he telling the truth? Is he kind of swaying me? Is he trying to sell me something? Check me out. Or Jason Qualls cfp.com i am one of the only independent commission-free fee-only certified financial planners in the area most advisors are just financial salespeople they won't tell you that but that's what they are their business model is set up to sell you they want to sell you more investments they want to sell you more annuities they want to gather up as many accounts and clients as they can because that's what pays them the absolute most and they really don't care that much about serving your best interest but if you hire or at least get a second opinion from the right type of financial advisor, your chances of that ever happening to you goes way, way down. Go to JasonQualsCFP.com for more. Appreciate you listening today. Appreciate you listening every day. Appreciate you having it locked in right here on WGNS. I'll be back with you next time, 4 o'clock every weekday on WGNS. Stick around. There is more local talk coming up right after this.